Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mogul Talk. You know what it is. Um, but before, actually, we're not even going to introduce ourselves because there's some other people we need to introduce you to. Uh, we live in a country where we're supposed to have life, liberty, love for everybody, but we know that isn't the case. Um, I want to introduce you to someone named George Floyd who suffered a brutal lynching at the hands of a police officer, something that happens almost all the time. And luckily, there was recording this time. Um, we have to shout out Ahmad Arbery, who, due to vigilantism, suffered death just because he was running something that he did for years in that neighborhood, but because two people thought he was robbing something decided to take it into their hands which robbery does not equal death we have you're supposed to be found innocent before you're supposed to be found guilty before you're found innocent you're always innocent at least we think but if you're a person of color in this country that's not what's happening and so they aren't the only ones so to remind you there's other people we need to introduce you to we got eric garner who has suffered Ezio ford um michael brown jr um akai Gurley, laquan mcdonald just for having a toy gun in the park a little 17 year old boy um tamir rice um who else yvette smith uh who's the woman who in sandra bland sandra bland this is just a reoccurring thing and so when i hear people saying no we need to keep the peace here while you see the rioting in minnesota no rioting um, in atlanta riot in new york when People were when the whites were protesting that this quarantine is unconstitutional and you're taking away our rights and decided to rush the Michigan and Minnesota Capitol with AR-15s in hand. No issue running into, which I believe is a sign of terrorism. But luckily, we live in a country where it's okay to protest, you know, so they have that right. And now people have the right to protest when they see um, continuous violence at the hands of the police. And it's nothing new. It's something that has occurred for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. And people are just tired of it. You have to look um, at what Martin Luther King said, that the writers are the voice of the unheard. And we have been unheard. Um, and I will promise you right here, right now, nothing's going to happen to these cops. They're going to get off. They're going to have a lawyer be like, oh, no, they were in self-defense, even though this camera of four pussies just standing on top of them. When you see that other angle of like the other three people on George Floyd, it's that as heartbreaking. You're like, nah, he's okay. He's okay. But he's on his neck. And I unfortunately like the thing is we aren't allowed to do shit. If we're scared of the cops, we can't retaliate. But as soon as a cop is scared of us, they're able to retaliate. Much like when Tupac saw a guy getting fucked up by two white people and he's like, oh, fuck this. Like I'm going to help him. And then it turned out to be two undercover cops. He, you know, had the balls and he could have taken the L with that. He could have gotten hurt, could have gotten to jail. And unfortunately, I think maybe that's something we have to start doing, like with the George Floyd case. Um, four people were on top of him. No one wants to touch the police because you know you're going to probably get shot. But I don't know. Maybe five people should have been like, all right, we're going to rush this guy right now, this cop, and get him off of him because literally it was a lynching in front of people to um, to see. It was, it was completely disgusting. And you're, whoever think that's okay, whoever believes that um, this is just a one incident, once in a blue moon thing, that is a lie. 
we see it every day. We're just a lot of people are desensitized to it. But the people who are protesting are the ones who are speaking their truth, who are showing how this whole country really feels enraged. And it's just what we come up with. But I'm not surprised because this country has been like this. You um, feel me? You know, I this has been a week in America. Um, and I think that it's all started from the situation with Amy Cooper and Christian Cooper, Central Park. Um, and I think it even started before that because this is not behavior that's new. This is something that we've encountered as people of color in America from the day that we stepped in onto this land. And I think that beyond that point, we were comfortable. We were in our home, our continent, Africa, a place where we knew and loved. We were stripped of that, brought over to this land, abused and used for every resource that we had. To this very day, everything that is essential to the culture starts and ends with us. And I think that right now, this upheaval that we're seeing of people of color, um, black people, people of Latin descent, people of Asian descent, white people, the LGBTQI community, everyone is finally seeing what the fuck we've been dealing with for generations. And why has it taken this long? It is 2020. It is today is May 30th of 2020. This has impacted. This has been the last week. This last week. This last five months of the year has been a fucking whirlwind. Everybody's like Corona. Who? To the point where this shouldn't be happening in 2020. This is a land that openly accepts every nation across the world. We were founded on the principles of freedom, but we don't treat black people with the same respect. And it's un unbelievable that we are surrounded by a system, surrounded by a government that already says from the minute we're born, you're lesser than. And that behavior is trained not only in our elected officials, it's trained in our first responders, from the firefighters to the EMS to the police. And I saw something this week that was super important as a role of a first responder, your job is to provide care to anyone and everyone. You take an oath. The same way the doctors take a Hippocratic oath, and maybe some doctors, um, conspiracy theorists, think that the doctors have been not treating people of color the same way with COVID-19. At the end of the day, you took an oath to protect and serve people, regardless of color, regardless of gender, regardless of sexual orientation or whatever it may be. And it's upsetting to see our tax dollars, because let's call it as we see, our tax dollars pay the salary of the first responders. We pay you. We pay you. And it may, it may not equate to the thousands that come out of my, my taxes in the year that equates to your salary, but at a point, my tax dollars go so you can protect and serve us protect and serve the community 
there's always some excuse when it comes to what the person did or what they were doing, right? George Floyd, it was forgery. Uh, they, they said that the kid had the water gun. Sandra Bland was doing this. Every, there's always some excuse, right? And they always try to find a way to demoralize and decharacterize the people that they have murdered. And I also think that just as much as the police are to blame, our elected officials are to blame, the media is to blame, is because the way that we're portrayed and treated across the board, if we were treated the same way as white people, this wouldn't be a different conversation. George Floyd would be alive. He could be could have been in prison, depending on what the crime was, but he would still be alive if he got that same level. Of- we we shouldn't know George Floyd's name. We we shouldn't, we shouldn't know who he is because he should. If he was gonna get arrested, then get arrested and have due process. Um, one thing that's fucked up, you know, is that people love love the black culture, the one that has been created since the seventies, not the one that was stripped away you know, when we came to this country, but the one that was created recently, people love that billions of dollars before, before the 70s, because black culture was at the pinnacle of American society in the early 1900s. Yes, right? you go before that in the late 1800s, black inventors and innovators were leading the way and the pathway to what modern day society things that we have, right? You look at Eli Whitney, he invented the cotton gin. White people loved them for that. You know what I mean? There's other inventors, Madam, Madam C.J. Walker. You think about the um, originators of jazz, Scott Joplin. All these different contributions that we've made. We literally have a month because to, to prove to y'all, because that's not, oh, we're celebrating y'all. We have to prove to America our worth within those 28 days that they think that we're only allowed to have to show this is what we're worth. This is what we've done. This is what we continue to do each and every day, pushing the boundaries of society. If you look at it, white people were super hip to black culture at the start of jazz, right? White people took jazz and they made it their own and they, they took it and, and ran away with it. When the same thing happened, when pop music came around when rock and roll came around they started to dress like us they started to want to act like us then the 60s came along and we hit the pinnacle of commercial entertainment with the jackson five everybody wanted to be like the jacksons dr king um muhammad ali everybody wanted to be like us you know what i mean and that's when we took over society and then um but Y'all will be down to consume what we create, but when it comes to the safety of that community, you stand back. Yeah. You know, you um, aren't sure what you're supposed to do. Um, oh, yeah. You aren't you aren't sure if you should disassociate yourself with George Floyd, um, or should you give money to something, um, or should you go and protest? I mean, I'm not gonna stand here and tell like uh, what each person needs to do, um, but you should find it in yourself to take your day and decide what you could do that day to make sure your bias isn't shown for other people. And incrementally, maybe that can increase and allow everybody to be equal. But to go around and be like, oh, um, this is just a one-time thing. You know, they want to go, the cops want to go see their family too. Why is it okay for a, a cop to, one, be in fear of their life, and want to be able to see their family that night, but the black person can't go see their family that night. 
Why can't they be fearing their life and then protect themselves? Because they want to be able to uh, see another day. Nobody ever says that. Like, oh, the cop, they just, they just in fear of their life. They want to see their family. But nobody ever, ever, I hate that. Like, yeah. that right in itself is is the bias. Same thing with, um, with Trump when he tweeted, all those people at the Capitol Hill, um, they are fine people. Let them protest. They want their jobs back. They want to quarantine. But as soon as that people in Minnesota start protesting, all those looters are getting. If you're a looter, you're gonna get. You're gonna be shot. Or when it's time to loot, it's time to shoot. Um, which is from a sheriff from the '60s who said that. Um, when you know shit was going down back then too. And so, you also re- realize like, I don't think people realize Trump's age and where and when Trump grew up. Right, Trump, born in '45, about 75 years old right now. Trump, his adult life happened in the peak of yeah. civil rights and racism, right? This is not new behavior. This is learned behavior. This is the subtle racism. You know, I, I jokingly said, you know, Allison's been wanting to talk about, like, moving down south and stuff like that. And I said, well, I, I'm, I'm going to stay in New York because I like my my racism, racism subtle and mm-hmm. not so in, apparent in my face. But these are the people that are in the forefront of, of society that have this thought process and now they finally have an outlet to say whatever they want to say. And this is all that Trump has wanted. He's literally incited further rioting and, and racial prejudice to the masses since the day he stopped into, stepped into his presidency. And to call us thugs and to celebrate white people complaining because of the economy, because they couldn't get their hair done, that's unprecedented. That is not presidential behavior. No president, even in the midst of racism and oppression, has gone on and to, to publicly say some stupid shit like this. Not, yeah. Even if you, Reagan, racist president, Nixon, racist pre- president we go on to talk reagan about- reagan and nixon they're the ones who like came up with welfare queen and like um which is like a that as a racist term because they uh be like oh we don't want to have welfare because of uh, you know people of color are the one abusing it all the time and they just won't want to work they'll be living off welfare calling them welfare queen like that was a, a derogatory term that he said but this is even more like this is saying like yo we're gonna shoot you we're gonna send the national guard and and, and I bet you threat. if someone got shot, it would nothing would happen. Yeah, but then you know they hide behind the mask, and they the the mask has always been prejudice. The mask has always been behind the KKK, the subtle racists, the people who are the the subtle KKK members that are in the police police system and in government, congressmen, congressmen, teachers who've been deep in this conversation, deep in this now finally having a voice where they don't have to wear a mask. They don't have to wear a cape where racism is celebrated in 2020 like it's a fucking election. Like what the fuck is going on? And in the end, really, I feel like what would like leave so many people would be justice. You know, if a cop does kill someone, murder someone who is unarmed, justice needs to be served. And that's the other issue that you are taught that as a cop, if you kill someone, nothing is going to happen. You're more than likely to get off. If you just say, hey, I thought they had I thought they had something. I thought they had, I was in fear. You're going to be OK. Mm-hmm. That's even a huge a even bigger issue because then it shows that the court systems are biased as well but you know it's too that i realized recently um after doing some breeding that 
the way that police misconduct is handled is through the union. Mm. Um, so on, on, if you're not familiar, you know, in the military, the military has their own court. Judici- yeah, judicial, judicial system. Um, it's a military tribunal where all matters are handled by and through the military. They don't handle things through our regular judicial system. But in a way, the police are protected by their union the same way that the military is protected by the military judicial system mm. where they handle those matters by themselves. So, of course, the worst that they're going to get is they're going to get fired, they're going to get a slap on the wrist, they're going to get their pension removed and stuff like that. But the union, probably one of the biggest gangs in all across the land, the police union or the police benevolent association, um, they're the ones that are subtly protecting these police officers. And it's unprecedented to see that this continues to happen time after time. There's no sense of justice. And I thought about it this week is what what justice is seeing him going to prison going to solve? What justice is that? How is that justice going to bring George back? That's not. No. How is it going to bring any of the other people, men and women that have lost their lives to police violence or to racism. That's not going to bring it back. And we seek justice time and time again. And we see that justice is never served. But the justice is not a conviction. The justice is a change in the system. How is the system going to change? Where is the penalty for police? Where is the penalty for government officials? Where is the penalty for regular regular Joe Smoes who decided to take it upon themselves and call themselves fucking Batman and to kill a random man on the street? Facts, B. And to piggyback on the union shit, let's say someone does get fired, right? The union will just hit up their other union friend from another state and be like, hey, I have a recommendation where you can get this cop. And he, that cop can now just work at another mm-hmm. place, another city, another state um, where people know each other and they'll be fine. Like, they can still be a cop, but that person is not going to be alive. Another thing, when people are like, Oh, if like the family, you know, of George Floyd did just say, hey, we don't want to see violence, um, which, you know, violence is bad. You know, like we don't want people to be killed out here. Um, but they're like, oh, if George were here to see this, he he probably wouldn't like it. Well, you saw that like that film of the, the girlfriend or the fiance or something like that. Um, His sister, I think. Yeah, somebody but saw it. Yeah. It's like, oh, George wouldn't like to see this if he were here. Well, the matter of the fact is that he's not here. And that shouldn't be the case. So he's not here. So this is what's happening. You, you can't. It's not if and what. Like, this is the situation we're in. And so, you know, I don't really like that saying like, oh, if he were here, he probably wouldn't like it. I feel like if I were, um, you know, killed, gunned down by a police officer, uh, this science sounds kind of narcissistic. But I would want people to not for me, but for everybody, because if you're a person of color, you might be next. Yeah. And that's the even scarier part. Yeah. You might be next. You can't walk around. Actually, we're, we're kind of lucky to live in New York, you know, but I don't know. Outside of it, 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 it and shit happens in New York, too. Eric Garner. Exactly. Um, fucking, uh, oh, there's another guy. I Cigarettes forgot his name. in Staten Island. Which is a similar situation. Who That case took five years. And, to see a resolution. And the mayor was like, uh, oh, I just want to see due process. We're going to wait. I want to see how it plays out. And look what that happened. He got off. Um, and it took five years to do that. It's so blatant. And, you know, that takes in part with the unions and shit. You know, mm-hmm. they work to, to to protect their people. When you have, like, the resources, that's what happened. You know, when HSBC laundered $500 million for the cartel, the Mexican cartel, those uh, CEOs, they didn't, they were able to hire lawyers and say, like, oh, 
um, oh, we want to uh, uh, extend the, the time. Oh, we need to do this. We need to find evidence for this. And in the end, all they the only implication was they had to wait five years to get all of their bonus, their yearly bonus. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even they didn't even take away all of their bonus. They just took away um, half of their bonus for up to five years that they work with. What kind of bullshit is that? Mm-hmm. Like, but it goes to show you when you have the resources, they'll you Do you'll whatever. be Gucci. Yeah. You'll be you'll be Gucci, and it's so fucked up. Like it's that in itself is not a race issue. It's like a class issue. But you it's, know? it's also the system. But it's all, yeah, it's it the starts system. with the system because the issues that we're facing is they are race issues, but they're system issues. This is a system that has been set in place for generations. The system has been oppressing us for generations. Where does it stop? Where does the impact in the system um, occur? And I watched the video this morning with Dr. Cornell West, and he was talking about how we thought that the change in the system was going to be black people in high places, black people as elected officials, black people um, running uh, companies, black people as commissioners of organizations and stuff like that. That didn't see change. He said that we had a black president, a black attorney general with a black homeland security, and that didn't get anything right, done. The same right, level. right. So getting black people in high places does not change the fact. It also just continues to perpetuate the same issues time and time again that we continue to see because of the system that is in place. And I think that the system, not only the government, but the way that people think, right? You brought up on how people are considering like what should they do and how they should react in this situation, right? There is, I and this is a personal opinion, as a human being, there's only one way to react. And I'm upset, right? I'm a human being that is black. I'm a black man. I have friends that are black. I have friends that are, are white. I have friends that are Asian. I have friends that are Hispanic. I have friends across every nationality spectrum and if this happened to one of them i would be just as mad Mm -hmm. because nobody deserves to go through and experience this type of thing no family no set of friends no organization no color no race deserves to see someone that looks just like them treated and brought down to a level lesser than a human being right you don't even treat dogs that same fucking way. The girl in Central Park did. She, yeah, she did. <laughs> Yo, and fuck she, her. Like, look at what the fuck happened to her. She <laughs> lost her job. She lost her dog, and her life changed in a matter of twenty four hours. Um. <laughs> no, Jared. What do you need to do? He needs papers. We are recording. I'm just gonna. You can just go. Out. Just go behind. Fucking. What are we talking about? Um. The other person. Should I just wait? You go, G. You good. The other person um, who died in New York, 1999, Amadou Diallo. Amadou Diallo. Amadou Diallo. Yep. Um, Ronnie King. Ronnie King, yeah, 2006. So it, even living in New York and, you know, the Karen from Central Park who was choking the dog. Um, you can... The, the problem with her is, like, she's she deadass knew she could use... I'm being attacked by a black man, by African American. Yo, it sounded like she used it before. This is is too pinpointed, right? Or it's like, or her parents were like, "Hey, if you're ever in danger, make sure this is what you got to say. Call the police, and this is what you say. They'll come right away." Like, goddamn. You know, it's crazy. So we think about the Central Park Five, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect example. In the back of her mind, I think it triggered. I'm a white woman. 
I'm in Central Park. There's a black man. I know exactly what to say to get me out of this situation that I knew what I was doing wrong. And then in the midst of that situation, right, this is a perfect example. And I think that this this week, like I said at the beginning of the episode, this week has been a fucking whirlwind. I don't know. I've never experienced anything like this in my lifetime. I don't think anybody that is alive to this day, for the exception of the older generation, has experienced a week like this at all 2020 crazy man um and to say that she knew exactly what she was doing she knew exactly what to say she knew exactly who to call and what was the reaction that she expected to get and that's a big important thing did she expect the cops to come and beat the black man up or cops to come and kill the black man yeah i feel like she did did she expect to have him run away because he heard cops and knew that his life was going to be in jeopardy or whatever the case may be. But to think of the power, and this is all about power. White people think that they have all the power. People that are police officers, whether they're white, Hispanic, or black, think because they have a badge, they're standing on a mountain of privilege and power. What they say goes, I am the law, I enforce the law, you must listen to me, or you will see the consequences of their actions. But this is why we have a judicial system, right? You have the right to due process. The job of the police is to protect and serve. The job of the police is to investigate. The job of the police is to help bring to trial, so what? The, the person who is guilty of the crime can stand trial before a jury of their peers be and plead their case, and then the judge will make a decision as to what should happen. The jury will make a decision as to what should happen. The police, and we've seen it time and time again, have come to the decision that I am the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And because of that, I, what I say goes, and the officer, can we pull up the officer's name right now? I don't even remember it because... The officer for that Central Park for the, one? No, for the Minnesota issue. Um, oh, I don't even remember his name. I think it was like David Tuffin or some stupid shit like he, that. He's being protected. He's being protected. His block is... Um, his block is hot. They release all his information and stuff like that, um, which is... Until, the, the, the internet or, works so fast. It's, honestly, Twitter <laughs> works so fast. Shout out to Black Twitter. Um, do, I, Twitter, do your thing. If I could, drop one of Clues bombs for, for Black <laughs> Twitter. Um, but with that being said, that officer took it upon himself to be judge, jury, and executioner. He detained him. He decided that he was not worth treating equally. He hurt him, he killed him, and the other officers that stood there and watched it happen, they are equally and just complicit. as responsible in the murder. And for him to only be charged with third degree murder, like there was no intent, and I even saw on, um, uh, heard on the radio that there was a councilwoman out of Minnesota um, who connected with a, a business owner who said that that officer and Floyd worked at the same restaurant as bouncers together what? for a year and a half. Wow. So, where's... Another, another thing, actually, um, I think that specific officer, he had, like, 18 complaints. Against And him. I think another officer had, like, only four, and the rest didn't have any complaints. But that one, he had 18 already. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
how many times do you have to make a mistake before and clearly it could be unlimited times if you're a police mm -hmm. officer but let someone um you know not pay their rent once and then they get evicted or whatever like let someone else do something so small and then it's the end of the world yeah um it just goes to show you that when you're at a at a, like I said, a place of privilege. Like the rules don't don't matter to you. They don't. And you know they don't apply to you. Yeah. And some people are so confused as to what to do with their privilege. Like there's been a couple of instances this week where I've had interactions with people um, that are confused as to what they should do in this situation. And I was talking about it a little before, but you should know what to do in this situation. You should have something to say because no human being deserves to, to go through this. And if you feel yourself stumped and don't know what to do with your privilege there are plenty more things and people that can have to help point you in a direction and i think it's important to have that conversation with people who don't understand their fucking privilege because how in 2020 you don't understand how white privilege works and how white privilege affects other people of color but you know everything else yeah like, <laughs> I, I know how you're, to you're so woke on twitter but like when it comes to real life yeah i don't yeah i don't know what you're talking about um Nah, it's fucked up, and uh, I don't know. You still trying to have this conversation? Or are we going to? I, I mean, we, I don't know what else there is to I, say. I like, mean, the only thing too is the people who feel find themselves in silence during this. Time. Yeah, that's a, an important conversation, and but also being sensitive to the time and knowing what to say and when to say it and how to say it. Like I personally think all these companies that are mm. that are so timely. Wokeonomics, Wokeonomics. Oh, we're standing with the protesters, racial injustice. All fake, all fake. But, and then, you know, it's crazy because they like to couple it all together, right? So this racial injustice now includes inclusion for um, LGBTQI, um, gender, mm. or everything is the umbrella, right? So no, this struggle can't be the struggle that we're only dealing with right now. <laughs> now corporations are deciding, hey, we're going to touch on everybody, every oppressed group. We're going to do a blanket statement to cover our asses we hope that our customers stay with us we love you guys stay safe but don't come and loot our shit um <laughs> but kudos to the, to the ceo of target who was like you know what loot it whatever we can real rebuild the store we're with the protesters i think that was a little bit a better response but to all the companies that just so um, immediately everybody suddenly has a black instagram picture or white letter that is their logo and i think uh to any other company that followed suit you're being insensitive to what's going on because you're just joining on in a bandwagon and mm -hmm. covering your asses. Mm -hmm. So when people go to look after this situation and say, what did you do as a company right. to stand up with people? Oh, yeah, we did this. We wrote out a nice Instagram post. We wrote out a campaign on Twitter and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. Like, why don't you, hey, I'm going to give, you know, this fund, uh, this city, a fund of a million dollars. So anybody who, you know, uh, gets arrested during a protest, can I have bail? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, like, I don't really, like, agree with, like, destroying your own city, but I understand it. But I do love that it was Target because Target is a multi-billion dollar company. Like, mm -hmm. I do think it's fucked up if you're destroying, like, a mom and pop shop. Um, but also during this time, I don't know if Minnesota's quarantined or not, but, like, I don't know if Target might be the only thing that's open for people to go to. So that could hinder shit, but then that will cause a snowball effect like hey because of this because of this killing it caused this and now the rest of the city is going to be affected mm -hmm. um so it, it really is that like it i think it's great because you show that no no it's not gonna just be another day 
shit, if we get affected, everybody's going to be affected. And I think that's why it's so important that it's that it's happening across major cities across America. Yeah. Right? This is happening in New York. It's happening in Atlanta. It's happening in Los Angeles. It's happening in Miami. Because this is a small little city in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This has happened time and time again in New York in Georgia, in Miami, in Los Angeles, places that have seen the same struggle time and time again. And to be honest, I personally have no loyalty to any of these fucking businesses. And the reason why is they can all go fuck themselves because at the end of the day, they were the same businesses that were quick to furlough people in the midst Mm -hmm. of a pandemic. They were the same people that decided that they wanted to lay people off. They were the same people that didn't give a fuck about what people were dealing with on an everyday basis to give them the common courtesy of time to handle and figure out what they should be doing in the midst of this situation. So when it comes to burning down a city and it comes to burning down businesses, I don't give a flying fuck because the city doesn't give a fuck about us. The business doesn't give a, but, a fuck about us. We're just a dollar sign to them, and no matter what, our life can be human replaced. capital stock. We can be replaced, and I think about this all the time. People that have blind loyalty to companies and corporations that spend their lives day after day putting energy to get a paycheck from a corporation that doesn't give a fuck about you, and if you die tomorrow, they will replace you without a blink of an eye. That's why you don't give a fuck about the cities. You don't give a fuck about the cities, and you don't give a fuck about the corporations. Shit, and uh, right now you're saying, oh, you could be replaced? I don't even think a lot of people are going to be replaced. This is going to be the time where once companies start opening up, they're going to lean out. You know, yep. like, And they're going to minimize. In order for us to have our profits higher, we're going to have to keep those 30 or 40% that we furloughed off. We're going to keep them out, you know? And then be supplemented by the government... Um, stimulus that they are receiving mm-hmm. you know the payment protection program um other shit that is helping small businesses and bigger corporations the, the airlines the hotels they're gonna take this opportunity and be like no let's lean our shit so we can have a better future um which is their they're right but then don't accept government money for shit that you're just gonna end up um giving your ceos bonuses for or you're gonna build another thing the alabama who received like much more money um, the New York when it comes to COVID relief, they're using the excess money to build a new capital in Alabama for the coronavirus relief money. Like, how, what sense does that make? In the 2008 housing crisis, when the banks got bailed out, all those CEOs who had money left over were just giving each other 500,000 bonuses, million dollar bonuses, $20 million bonuses, because they don't know what to do with that money at the end of the year. Um, all on the dollars that you work blood, sweat, and tears for, that you get slashed with every month every every paycheck these people are just getting their bonuses um and even though they are the ones who are at fault for ruining the economy Mm -hmm. um they are the ones at fault for not taking shit seriously and then hoarding all the money for the 10 people are then they're not caring about the millions of others and so that's why now i'm glad that you brought up the corporations you know like i bank blank uh bank black we won united they they have a um they want to have a blackout day July 7th. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, July 7th, 2020. And this is how really how everybody does talk with their dollar. We got to show that without us, the money, the, the economy can be shut down. I'm not sure how much we uh, we give into the GDP. I think it might be like 30%, 40%. Yeah, exactly. But um, on that blackout, they show that even one day of not spending a dollar 
can cripple the economy much like this covid uh crippled the economy mm -hmm. um and so like i i definitely i'm going to repeat this in the on our following shows and i'm definitely going to follow through um if you need my one united referral code get 50 bucks the bank black um you could get a harriet tubman wakanda uh doing the wakanda sign debit wakanda. card wakanda ti what does ti do this is also this is another thing <laughs> that in the midst of situations like this Yes, we look to uh, our leaders in the black community are entertainers, they're sports figures, um, they're at, um, rappers. rappers, politicians, people like that. And we look to those people in the midst of situations like this to help and encourage and to uplift us. But then there's some dumbasses like T.I. who went on fucking television and started talking about that we need to start protecting um, Wakanda and equating Georgia and Atlanta, Georgia to be in Wakanda for black people. <laughs> well, how did that make you feel? How did that make me feel? It made me feel that <laughs> Atlanta got <laughs> some people, some celebrities go on national television. Atlanta's lit. They got their mayor is called Keisha Bottom. And, you know, Atlanta loves them bottoms. <laughs> um, honestly though it was a little ridiculous and then also there let's bring up Shamik Moore um from from dope in the, the amazing spider-man movie right uh, into the spider-verse right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he goes on instagram live and said that rosa parks should have took a black taxi cab service instead of getting on a bus what but these are the people that we have. Wait, were there black taxi cab services back then? One, I wasn't alive to know that, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Rosa Parks, a working woman, couldn't afford to just call the black taxi cab service on her way home in, uh, what was it, Montgomery, Alabama. And though she probably took the bus hundreds of times a day before that, and it was that day. She was like, fuck this. I'm not. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. So and like, this is exactly what's happening. People are tired. They're tired of the same system. The same I'm motherfucking tired. And it's okay. And I think in the words of Gil Scott Heron, the revolution will be, be televised. televised. And it is so beautiful to see the places and cities that we've upheld for generations burning up in flames. I didn't think I found satisfaction until I saw a NYPD van burning in Fort Greene, Brooklyn was the most satisfaction that I needed to see because it's time that we stop pussyfooting around and being sensitive to what white people's opinions are of us and going in and showing hundred times over that we mean business and that our lives matter and that every day this is something that we need to address. And it's not just a time when the police decide to kill another armed black man in another small town or another city across America. Yeah, I, change needs to be done, man. Like I said in the beginning, I don't think this is the last time. No, we're probably it's not. there's probably like ten more that have already happened. The recording just hasn't been let that like Ahmaud Aubrey. That happened seven months ago. Mm -hmm. But we're just finding out now that 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 happened. And this happens every day where people endure um, these same circumstances. But not everything is televised. Not everything is a hashtag. Not everything is something that needs to be. Um, on the, the the major news right, and right, channels right. and stuff like that. And even people that are not even insensitive and going back to corporations, fucking TikTok blocked the Black Lives yes. Matter hashtag. And you know, I'm not surprised at that. One, because TikTok's owned by a Chinese company called Tencent, which is state-run. Um, and they do that for their people as well. Like, you can't criticize the president of China, Xi Jinping. So they blocked out Xi Jinping. Um, or like Xi Jinping sucks and also people call him Winnie the Pooh because they say he looks like him you, they blocked Winnie the Pooh and now they're blocking fucking um, Black Lives Matter like what the fuck 
and that just goes to show you that these corporations want to just um they want to fucking censor you mm-hmm. um they want to fucking censor you like uh like much like uh the fucking but it's different than like when trump he got fact check mm-hmm. you know like i agree with that that what twitter did um he they didn't censor him they just fact checked him Maybe what TikTok should have done was like, yo, these are the, this is the, you should have like showed it. Like, yo, there's shit going down. This is the Black Lives Matter page on TikTok for this week. Like, mm-hmm. embrace it because then people will love you more. Um, unfortunately, I don't think people are going to stop using TikTok because that shit is popping. Um, but like, I deadass was not surprised at that because fucking TikTok is like a state run. It's, it's not like fully state run, but it's owned by a company that is half like state run mm. and whatever like the communist party wants to fucking do they can do it in terms of like when with their companies they'll be like you better do this they just recently passed which is like there's some crazy shit in hong kong um which is china has the mainland china and hong kong so it's a one country two-party system in hong kong you can protest easily and like criticize the government as much as you want and nothing will happen but in mainland China, you really can't do that because they'll try and put you in like a camp and brainwash you and be like, no, you're not allowed to go against the the um, the government. So they passed a law um, saying that you cannot criticize the national anthem mm. in Hong Kong. Um, and actually last year they had to try to pass an extradition bill where someone in Taiwan had killed someone and they wanted to bring him to China to um, put him on trial. But they didn't want that thing because then it gives china the power to extradite anybody they want for whatever reason mm-hmm. um and so this year now this past like 262 to one the reason only one person and it wasn't unanimous is to show that oh these elections aren't aren't rigged mm-hmm. they're not biased so look we had one person say no they didn't want this now that has passed and america is um potentially gonna move put more sanctions on them and we have so much business in hong kong which china uses because hong kong is like 100 percent um capitalist so like we could go tomorrow well not anymore but we could go tomorrow and open up a business we could open up an as long as we have a space we could go to the office and open up the business right then and there other countries it could take months it could take years so that's why like a lot of companies go to hong kong to be able to do that um but now they're gonna pull out because um they're gonna ha- they that one country two-party system no longer exists now mm-hmm. um now everybody's gonna be like mainland china where all the protesters in hong kong are gonna be putting in camps now to try and uh brainwash them to try and be like no you can't be going against the the thing and this shit is gonna change and i said all that to say that you might want to short sell on chinese currency because once all these like companies do pull out which it seems like they probably are um the Chinese dollar is gonna decrease like crazy. Yeah. So if you want to like maybe make a quick buck, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you sell short on the Chinese currency because actually in Hong Kong, people are pulling out their money out of banks and shit, mm. and some banks have run out of cash to take out. Um, and it's just fucking crazy. Like they all there as well are protesting as well, and so they fucking the, the whole world needs to continue whole, that. It's a, it's a the whole world is clean, so. you got you got Brazil who um, they fucking are. They're getting killed by the coronavirus by like 15 times like what it is here. And they don't have enough testing. So uh, doctors are saying that at the amount of people that have fucking been, um, have been, uh, what is it, uh, diagnosed with it, mm-hmm. there's probably 15 times more people that actually exist without it because they have, a, they don't really have good health care. They don't really have, and you have a president who b- thinks the coronavirus is a hoax. And yeah. so they're going to be even killed even more. 
um, over there. So the whole world is just at another level that we can't even fathom, and it's just gonna be crazy. The the revolution is coming, man. Yeah. The the race war. It, it, <laughs> nah, I'm not calling for a race war. It's no. We need to call <laughs> for better action and government across the world. We need a united front. The United Nations needs to stand up. Obviously, the United States has not came to the forefront of its leadership position in the United Nations. Donald Trump is an idiot. He pulled us out of the WHO. This is a lot of stupidity. There's no formal structure. There's nobody leading the pack right now. And that's why everything is up in arms. The world is coming to an end. We already know this, but it's even more apparent in our faces like people are really tired the everybody's interest is only in the dollar um the who i mean like they're the ones who i i actually agree with trump uh saying that he's gonna get out because who who's like who was it whose like job was it to say okay we're in a pandemic it was who but it was the world health organization but um they're in the pockets of china of xi jinping and um they're all buddy buddy and that's why they were like oh in the beginning oh it's not that bad there's no human to human contact which is what then uh our country is going to be like oh they're the ones who know the most so we should follow what they're saying um now trump did have advisors early june tell him about it um like oh yo this is serious like shit is going down um but i can i can understand why like he was like, oh, I think this organization is is right. Like, they should be right. Oh, there's no human to human contact. Okay, we'll just listen to them. But that was that was fucked up. The World Health Organization was like, nah, nah, we want to protect China. We want to be like, oh, no, shit is okay. We don't think that any precautions should be taken. And then it just bit them back in the butt, which is why I agree until regime change is done in that organization we can't ever trust them ever again mm -hmm. um and i don't know who we should trust you know that's that's more than than i know because i don't fucking know global health economics you know that's not my job to do but someone has to be able to be in the interest of the people not just a dollar and then the same thing has to go for our government yes we're in the midst of an election season i think this is going to be the most notable election in history because this is going to be the shift of what is the future of America. Um, if Trump is reelected as president, I foresee another eight years of the world up in flames. And this also calls to action who we actually choose as our local government officials, who we choose as our mayors, who we choose as our governors. And people have to look with a more close eye and be adamant about their voting power and what that means. Um, and of course, it's, it's, we shouldn't be saying like, go vote, go vote. We're, the police are going to stop killing people if you go vote, go vote, which a lot of people are trying to say right now. That's not the actual truth and reality of nah. it. It starts with the right people in the right positions, the right candidates, and not allowing the candidates that we choose to push their own personal agenda, hold them accountable for what they should be doing in regards to the people. We vote them to represent the people, represent our interests across the world, represent our interests across our state, our cities, across our government. So if they're not being held accountable and they're just allowed to do whatever they want, fly by night, make decisions that affect us without considering us in the process. And I'm not just talking about us as Americans. I'm talking about us as people of color, as black people then we need to reevaluate who we're putting our um, dollar behind, who we're putting our votes behind, who we're putting our support behind. Yeah, just remember that you don't have to be black to be outraged. Yeah. Like, um, I want to, like, yeah, if, you, if you're listening this far, um, 
when I when I'm like criticizing China, I'm not talking about the people of China. I'm talking about like the government of China because I stand with the people of China. I stand with the people of Hong Kong because an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. Um, so definitely wanted to clarify on that that like whenever you hear me talk, I'm talking about the Chinese government who oppresses who has uh, fucking put 2 million Chinese Muslims in concentration camps um, just because they are Muslims to try and transform them into uh, Chinese uh, regular citizens, whatever regular means. When you have 40% of Chinese people who are in poverty, even though China, to build their Belt and Road, uh, invest billions of dollars while you have people starving to death. Mm -hmm. And that's here in America too. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, um how like our stock market right now is actually okay but the only reason of that is because we pumped two to three trillion dollars into the economy to try and uh stop it from decreasing anymore Mm -hmm. that's why wall street is okay but that's how many people that's like 10 people who are there or like let's say a thousand people who are okay yeah they're good and people like to argue oh no, no no everyone's 401k is is good now go to your job right now or when you go back to your job ask 100 people or 20 people in there if they got their 401k set up with the company and i bet you only like three people three people have it because just people don't don't like to take advantage of services which is whatever you know that's an education thing but people like to give that argument like oh our economy's good so we're good like no that's not that's not the case and if my 401k is good that's all right but i can't even touch that for another fucking 50 years so what the fuck does that mean to me Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the right now um and so people who like have those arguments are just fucking stupid i hate that shit that oh the stock market's okay but and that's their concern they're only concerned about the stock market they're only concerned about the economy which we should be but but fuck money money's not gonna bring people back money's not gonna change how people are treated like the the world does not revolve around money and even as as much as it pretends to we are still people at the end of the day and the people are trying to open up cities are trying to open up uh, businesses are trying to open up because they want the dollar back not because things are safe so this is really eye-opening this week has been eye-opening this year has been eye-opening about how things really go in this country and as we wrap up today's episode it's really important for us to have these conversations on the regular basis be important for us to use our voice in the midst of a time where things are so unbelievably all over the place it's important for us that we need to band together use your voice encourage somebody help somebody this is the time to be helping each other not to put to be tearing each other down and also if there are people around you who are not being vocal during this time who are not having this conversation you need to start having that conversation with them um because of the fact that if you don't have this conversation there's no change and the change starts with you the change starts with the future generations we can't change the old generation but for the people that are on the front lines right now the people that are protesting the people who are advocating on our behalf are our generation millennials that want to see a better change for the future and for our children yeah man it starts with us man it does it really oh. does but remember you don't have to be black to be outraged you don't and it's okay to be outraged there's nothing wrong with it you feel me son and with that being said this has been episode 311 of mogul talk i am this is your boy king jules this is your boy church and please stay safe Stay together. Stay woke. Open your third eye. (laughs) Uh, All right, y'all. Peace, yo. Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. 
Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're now able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash podcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.